This is episode 32 of Give Me a Chance, and it is your host speaking, Vittoria. Hi everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Give Me a Chance. Well, time is speeding by, I don't know how we got to November, I thought it was January two weeks ago. Well, uh, it's now time to go back at it, and we're ready for some new inspiring stories for this week. This week, we will listen to Sylvester's story and we will learn how developing resilient skills gave him the chance to change his life and to step away from the darkest moments. So let's now go listen to Sylvester's story. Hi, Sylvester. Hello. How are you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm excited to be here. <laughs> me too, me too. I, I so looked forward to talking to you today. What are you up to these days? Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Sylvester Jenkins. Uh, I'm from originally from Columbus, Georgia, currently reside in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee. Hmm. Um, I am a combat veteran. Uh, I am a uh, first generation college graduate. I am a professional speaker, author and a mental health advocate. So what I do is I help lives to thrive instead of just survive, uh, mostly focusing on uh, mental toughness, emotional fitness uh, in order to help the next generation become resilient leaders that triumph and succeed in life. As you have learned so much along the way, I'm really interested in how did it start? So um, can you bring us back to uh, the environment you were uh, born in and you grew up in? So what effect did it have on you before? Uh, absolutely. So for me, I grew up in, uh, I want to say, humble beginnings. Uh, I grew up in a single parent home, gang and drug infested neighborhood. Um, they became my surrogate family, to be honest with you. The gangs became my surrogate family to a point where uh, I got involved in just peer pressure and, and selling drugs, breaking into people's homes, and actually uh, indulging in, like, in drugs and alcohol. And just going along that journey, I felt a, a sense of absentness, uh, emotional neglect, um, just trying to find my identity and then masculinity as well. I uh, never had like a real true male figure presence in my life. Uh, going along this journey, uh, you always had that sense of like who you are and who can I, who am I supposed to be? And that throw, uh, drove me into the level of wanting to join the military, define that sense of purpose and also just get out that environment. And along my journey, as far as growing up, I was uh, never the, the model kid in school. I failed multiple times. Uh, even to the point where my teachers told me that uh, I wasn't college material and that I was, wasn't like worthy of even having that opportunity to go to college. So it kind of threw me in like a loophole of feeling like uh, I'm not, I'm incompetent, that I didn't have any type of uh, value at all. So just, you know, your words create worlds. And at the same time, uh, we become what we think. So I, I felt as though I was a failure at all levels. I had hit what I considered to be rock bottom and I had given up on myself. So I felt like the best way in order to have that sense of purpose, to feel some type of value was to join the military because we know this is a great representation of our country in some type of way. Yeah. And But just going in the military, you still feel that, uh, that pressure if you never really went through the motions of getting over that pride too because what they do is they build you down i mean break you down in order to build you back up again and nine weeks is not enough time in order to build you back up if you already dealt with some type of adverse childhood experiences so 
while in the military, although I suppressed my pain, I suppressed the uh, emotions and the hurt, I still experienced a lot of hardships. Um, that time I, I, I deployed to uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. I deployed four times to Iraq, one time to Afghanistan. So, you know, being in a combat environment, showing your emotions could possibly get you killed because it's always a, a constant battle as far as uh, seeing the next day. You yeah. never had that, uh, that comfort of knowing if you will live or come back home at no point in time. And while I was deployed, I dealt with an acrimonious divorce. And that uh, I came back home to nothing. The car was gone, the furniture inside the house was gone, bank account was drained, and then we had a child together. So I didn't have that, uh, that obligation or responsibility. It was a whole new life for me. And I just went into a complete shell. I went into a sunken place, a dark moment in my life. I truly felt like I wanted to just end it all because I didn't have no value, no worth. My child was gone. I got to start all over from scratch. All these emotions playing out in my head, everything going on, dealing with my life. And I got to a point where I wanted to take my own life. And when I got to that point where I wanted to do it, I started analyzing and reflecting on everything that I had experienced. And I noticed in the process of doing that, that I couldn't control the spouse that I was with and how she felt dealing with the relationship. Only she could. I felt that I couldn't control when I deployed or went into that type of environment because I signed a contract in order to make that happen. And then also, when it came to who I was, that's the only thing I could control. My mindset, my attitude, and the actions that I took. So yeah. that's when I truly realized that I need to figure out a way to get out of this spot that I'm in because the only thing I can control is me. Like I couldn't win the war in the world if I couldn't win the battle on my mind. And Sylvester, the fact that you uh, sat down and you realized that that was a life-changing moment, the fact that you realized what are the things I can control and how do I affect it? How did you uh, get triggered to think about it? So what happened was... I'm gonna tell you about this, this dark moment. So what happened was I was sitting in my living room yeah. on the floor and I had uh, a bottle of liquor, a gun, and I also had like some cigarettes. So I had just got done smoking the cigarette and I was like, man, I'm gonna end it all right here. I said, I ain't got nothing to live for. I don't have this, I don't have that. And uh, as I was going through the motions, I was like, man, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna pick up the gun and put it to my head and just pull the trigger. And you know, I, I started crying, thinking about like how I would feel if I do this. I started thinking about all the things that I experienced. I, I, I mainly started thinking about who would I affect in the process of doing this. And the first person I thought about was my son. Yeah. I thought about how he would feel because I grew up without a father. And if I killed myself, he would end up the same way. Exactly. And so uh, in thinking about that, I was like, I got to figure out something different. I got to change some type of way. So I reflected on those things. And then, and when I reflected on it, I had to release so many things that I was dealing with. I had to release the self-doubt. I had to release the guilt. I had to release the hurt. I had to release the pain. I had to let all of that go. And I had to develop uh, a new routine because, you know, once you start going through that emotional stage, it dictates a lot of things that you do. I didn't want to get out of bed and go to work. I didn't have any motivation in, in order to really, you know, uh, put forth any type of effort. 
But yeah. once I started developing a healthy routine, setting that alarm clock, making uh, measures in order to make sure that I, I did something that was beneficial towards me, started working out, starting to develop those, uh, that, those healthy habits, eating right, uh, tried to cut back on the alcohol, slowly started to do it in moderation, stepping away from it. Uh, the circle that I was in, the people that I was around, I started gradually separating myself from them. And in the process, I started to see change. Yeah. And, you know, once you start to see that change, that's when it gives you that motivation, that confidence in order to start doing other things that's more beneficial towards you. You start to have a strong love for yourself. That's where the confidence comes into play. Did anybody help you throughout this process? Because I can imagine it must be really hard to go from the place in which you were uh, debating where to end your life to taking step-by-step step uh, steps to make it better. Did anybody help you? No. So going down this journey, nobody helped me. You know, you have those people that you can call on every time, from time to time, family members, uh, friends that you uh, associate with that had your best interests at heart. This is why they say your circle gets smaller once you start to do things that are more beneficial to you. Yeah. But nobody really has said, hey, I see value in you to the point where I think you deserve better and that you need to start doing things for a change. It was me. I really felt that um, nobody would truly believe in you until you start believing in yourself. And if you don't take those steps to start investing in yourself, everybody else will treat you the way you see yourself. Once you change your requirement, you'll also change your environment. And, and after you took some steps, you saw some improvement. And um, how did you manage to um, give it a place and think about growth and resilience? Yeah, so, you know, resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity. And it's something that anybody can develop, anybody. So there's a lot of people out here feel that as though you got to be born with this trait or this ability, but you can learn it at any point in time. And once I got wind of the situation or the circumstance of mental toughness, the grit, the tenacity, and the, uh, the fortitude, I started to research all these things dealing with resilience. And I learned that some of the things that I was experiencing in my life, especially how the way I thought it was thinking traps, which is one of the uh, key things that they focus on whenever it comes to resilience. And, you know, you 10% of what you experience, I was allowing that to affect the 90% of everything else that I was capable of, of doing. And I noticed once I started developing these skills of resilience, it was more beneficial for me in my life to transform into a who I am today. Yeah. And uh, which uh, specific uh, skills did you manage to develop? If you're talking about concrete skills. Right. So for me, it was um, the thinking traps, uh, just having more self-awareness, um, the empathy, the uh, self-regulation. Those things were able to help me to develop Uh, a stronger level of resilience. I started, like I said before, I started exercising, which is more beneficial for your resilience. It releases the happy hormone, those endorphins, and help you to provide oxygen to the brain to think better. And then also uh, a sense of humor. A lot of people, I don't know nobody that doesn't love to laugh, right? If if nobody enjoyed laughing, comedians wouldn't have a job. Plain and simple. Comedians wouldn't have a job. And This helps, you know, you uh, decrease stress, but also increase your immune system. There have been many 
people that have been able to get over certain uh, illnesses they were dealing with all because they chose to find a way to laugh at certain situations that they was experiencing going through. It's a defense mechanism for your body, but it's also beneficial for you in your life. How did you realize that you could teach this to others? Because indeed you say that resilience is something that is within us, but not everybody is aware of the right. fact that we can all be resilient. Right. So for me, I felt like who better to explain to somebody how to go through it than somebody who's grown through it. So it just put me in a position to feel as though like, hey, I would be more relatable to people because I want to be beneficial in some type of way to give them that sense of hope. And hope for me stands for help one person every day. So I wanted to be beneficial in some type of way to guide people in order to know the powerhouse that is truly in them because I feel like everybody was created on purpose for a purpose. And I found purpose in my pain. Uh, what are the next steps you're going to take? So the things I've been doing here currently is um, writing books because I can't reach the whole world by myself as one person. So I wrote a book called Winning the Battle Within and it's basically dealing with developing resilience, a growth mindset and revealing your character. You know, they say whenever you face adversity, it, it develops your character. But no, truly, it reveals your character because it's always been inside of you. And some people just don't know how to find it. And I just wanted to help them to give them a baseline in order to get to that next level, to be the person that they can become. Because, you know, anything that you go through in life, is you're going to face some type of hardship. You're going to face some experience of resilience. Regardless of whether you know it or not, you're going to face it. And when you do, how do you get past that level? How do you make it to that next level? This is the book that can help and guide you to that point. What is the thing you are most amazed about, about the things you've been through? Uh, what am I most amazed about? That I made it through. That I made it through. That I actually had an opportunity to end it all. And that I wouldn't have had a, a chance to experience this, this grace, this mercy, this beautiful and wonderful place that I'm in today. And if I had just took the time to have these skills previously, prior to any of the circumstance that I had dealt with, Or went through, then I would be on a whole nother scale than where I am today. But you know, they say small steps equal great distances. So I'm steady moving and not looking back. So Sylvester, uh, I want to thank you for giving us so much insight into what you've been through and how you made it, because it's really, really, really impressive. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to be on your platform. Thank you so much for allowing me to share my story with your audience. It's been a phenomenal ride and I truly, truly love this connection that we have. This was Sylvester's story. Sylvester grew up in a turbulent environment and as a reaction to that, he decided to enroll in the military to escape his social and familiar situation. But it was when he came back from a mission he was faced with a tough divorce that Sylvester hit rock bottom and even considered taking his own life. But that was the very moment in which he decided to flip the switch and work on his mindset, changing it completely. By developing resilient skills, Sylvester got back together and on top of the situation stronger than ever. And now he's teaching others and motivating them to become resilient individuals. This was the end of this episode. Have you ever had the chance to change your life or do you know anybody who has? Please get in touch with us and leave a comment here below. And if you have enjoyed this episode, do not forget to like and subscribe to this channel. And see you next time. Give me a chance on your screen and in your ears.